All right, welcome back into the home of Sooner fans. It's the ref. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Did we did we get to talk about the Chip Kelly stuff or had that did we just decide that We never did. Okay. So I got a few scraps. They didn't quite make the top five stories today, so let's hit them here real quick. Uh, Chip Kelly left UCLA, takes the offensive coordinator job at Ohio State. A lot of interesting names mentioned for UCLA. Looks like P.J. Fleck was one of them. <sighs> anyway. I think Ohio State came out ahead. I do, too. I do, too. Ohio State lost their offensive coordinator, so what do they do? They go out and they hire Chip Kelly. I, Who, I just don't understand that decision from Bill O'Brien. Maybe it's you, – you and I talked about this a little bit off the air. Maybe it's his – in his mind, his last chance to be a head coach. And why not go to a place that, you know, you don't have – God, this sounds terrible to say. But you don't have amazingly high expectations coming in. So it was, what was the great take that Bob Stoops always said? They told me when I took the job, all I needed to do was beat Texas, and I quickly found out that wasn't true. <laughs> it was an <laughs> inaccurate statement. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I that was a little bit baffling, wasn't it? Well, I just think, not not to rehash all of it, but no, no, no. if you're great this next year at Ohio State, it's a team that is set up to potentially win a national championship if you do a great job with will howard and get them there or right on the precipice of it you're getting one of these big head coaching openings so it could have been a one-year thing at ohio state and then you're off to somewhere much better than boston college i got news for you i don't think that you're going from boston college to a big job okay can i give you another maybe fairly unpopular take yes maybe he just didn't like it when he got to Columbus sure yeah and and you know what that's uh one of those things that a lot of times we don't consider right it's well how could you not and but maybe it wasn't what he thought it was going to be had a friend of mine took a job moved all the way across the country by the time she got there she quickly realized she couldn't stand anybody there (laughs) so she's like all right I gotta I gotta make this happen I gotta find a way but it's um it's it's weird. It's mind-boggling. The, so you had that. Oh, go ahead. The Chip Kelly portion of it. I think it's a great fit. I think it's a great hire for Ohio State. Last legs at UCLA. I mean, why is he out from a head coaching position to an OC job? Oh, by the way, UCLA just hired their head coach. UCLA just hired Deshaun Foster, who had just been hired with the Raiders. <laughs> so, and Deshaun Foster had been hired as a – uh, a positions coach, former UCLA Bruin running back, has had a bit of a of a solid start to his career. So they bring home a legend to help them get into the Big Ten. So there you go. Breaking news: There's a new head coach at UCLA, and it's Deshaun Foster. But the uh, Chip Kelly part of that, just I, I guess he's almost been fired at the very least three or four times. But how can you justify? Firing a guy who just beat USC, right, and found a way to win whenever, let's face it, the, in the roster is partially his responsibility, but they had some tough breaks this season. So you probably couldn't justify. And financially, I don't know if you all know this, UCLA isn't necessarily rolling in it yet. Those Pac-12 teams took a massive hit. 
So until that booster stepped up and said, get him out of here, I don't think they had the money to fire him if they wanted to move on anyway. And so he ends up getting that Ohio State job and like, okay, fine. Surprised. Big time surprised. Interesting, though. All right. Uh, and, and, and as far as the scraps are concerned, Foster named the head coach. Let's see. What was the other thing? Let's get who, after uh, Who else oh. was on the short list? Uh, Bruce Feldman had tweeted out a short list last night that caught my attention because I, someone had reported, the Arizona guys had reported that Jed Fish was, was interviewing with them. And he basically said, uh, nah, dog. Yeah, I, and uh, I like the Jason, what's his name, the dude that uh, is, is the Arizona beat writer. He seems okay. But I also kind of think that if it's, any chance to take a swipe at Jetfish? They're gonna they're gonna do it if you're Arizona right now. But let me see here. Who did who did Bruce Feldman have on his list? Because when I saw it, I was a little bit underwhelmed by some of the UCLA guys. So let's see here. Where is this? What is Bruce Feldman doing? Tweeting about the Super Bowl? I know, okay, disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> um, Brent Brennan, who had just taken the job at Arizona. Um. Troy Taylor, Stanford's head coach. Okay. Barry Odom and Nebraska defensive coordinator Tony White. Did Those they make a good the, hire? I think so. I think they did. In uh, bringing a guy that UCLA football means something to him because he was really good when he was there. All right, let's do it. Let's hit it. Top five stories of the day brought to you by the place we're hanging today, Newcastle Casino, newcastlecasino.com. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, NewcastleCasino.com. I, I think I got the cart before the horse or, or vice versa there because here's everything you need to know about Newcastle Casino. Go to NewcastleCasino.com. Swing by. They've got uh, incredible rewards for those of you that join their clubs. And we're right outside of Front Row Sports Bar, where we're watching soap operas. Come on, guys. Anyway, NewcastleCasino.com. Let's go with big story number five. Number five. Though as I say that, I'm quickly realizing how much I miss whenever I'd go to my grandma's house and she'd be watching all my children. People still watch these things? I did. You, do you really miss that, though? Or? Well, you know, it's one of those core memories, right? So I... It, it, Every time a soap opera comes on, I'm like, oh, I wonder what Eric is up to. I, my, my grandma was a big uh, soap opera watcher as well. <laughs> All right, big story number five. Last night, the Oakland, it might have been lost in this thing called, oh, I don't know, the Super Bowl, but the Oklahoma City Thunder bounced back after whatever that was that happened to them against Dallas the other night. Oh, that'll do it. So the Thunder back to winning ways and an eight-game losing streak against this quality Western Conference opponent. Their first win against Sacramento since November of 2021. By the way, that blew my mind that they hadn't beat Sacramento and Sacramento in, what, almost you know two years, two and a half years? It's Math. a Sacramento team that all of a sudden has been playing good basketball. So... How we feeling, Josh? Where's the trademark exclusive content here? I know TJ's gut. Where's Josh's gut when it comes to where the Thunder are right now? I think they're in. Uh, I think they're in good shape, man. I think they're going to be a factor in the West playoffs. It's not going to be. 
I don't think uh, any kind of shock if they get to the Western Conference Finals, maybe even to an NBA Finals. So I think they're going to be a big-time factor. I'm not, not getting uh, hung up on one bad performance versus Dallas. They quickly turned around and, and obviously bounced back against a, a good Sacramento team that's won 30 games already this season. Yeah, good Sacramento team. All right, okay, season action against Orlando tomorrow night. That game will be on TNT at 630. All right, uh, I want to hit this early because I want to spend some time on a big story number four. Number four. We went to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico with Sooner Softball to start the pursuit of history. No team has ever won four straight national championships in college softball. Oklahoma got it rolling with a uh, a big-time sweep over the weekend of Utah Valley, Duke, Washington, and then on Sunday, Long Beach State. Uh, did you follow along the game? Right, I said Sunday. It was Saturday. Excuse me. Um, did you follow along at all with the game against Long Beach State yes, on Saturday? Yes, I did. Okay. That was a, like, four to three game heading to the sixth. I know. I mean, it was – it's – it's wild what happens whenever you know you kind of get locked in and you start getting into a pitching team, uh, a pitching depth. And uh, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah, five different pitchers through for Long Beach State. Uh, bless this Mo Quinlan's heart. She came in and was wasn't even credited with an inning. She gave up a hit, three runs because she walked to, and Josh, I don't think she threw a strike. Uh, the whole time she was in there. I, I think she saw three batters, and I don't think she threw a strike. So Oklahoma exploded with seven runs in the sixth and seventh, but it'll be a big one, challenging one this weekend, traveling to Lake Charles. I've I've never been to Lake Charles, so I'm kind of excited from that perspective. And I get a lot of questions about, okay, I don't see this on the flow. Softball schedule, what's going on? I, my understanding is it'll all be on ESPN+. Plus. We're taking camera equipment down there for the two games that they weren't originally going to carry. So we're going to turnkey that bad boy. So that way Sooner fans will have an opportunity to still see this team. Friday first game, Central Arkansas at 3.30. Then McNeese State. It's going to be a big one Friday night at 6.30. Saturday, the doubleheader is Lamar and McNeese State. I hate that break between games, 1.30 and 6.30. And then on Sunday at 11 a.m. at Central Arkansas. Uh, Any overriding takeaways from weekend one, Josh? Well, I thought Cassidy Pickering showcased that she will be a star in a hurry for Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, the wherewithal to win another game like that versus Washington, that's probably the biggest takeaway for OU is it's it's tough to kill the champ, right? Had an opportunity, and, and they just don't allow you to do that. So I thought it was good that they got tested. By, by Duke and Washington and, and really Long Beach State, as we just mentioned. And then the two pitchers, Maxwell and Keeney, I thought were the other stars of the opening uh, week for OU. Mar- uh, can I talk? Marietta Sooner from the 5-8-0. Very rarely will we throw a text in the middle of the top five stories today, but I thought this was pretty good too. S- similar and echoing what you were saying. Three softball takeaways this week, and one, Alyssa Brito is really, really good at third base. I don't know why, Chris, you wanted to move her there. <laughs> Fair. Number two, the pitching staff is deep. And number three, they're going to get everybody's best shot. Yeah. The team that beats them will be the answer to a trivia question. 
That's true, yeah, because it's 57 now, and uh, I, I don't know if there's an end in immediate sight. Those two McNeese State games are going to be fire this weekend, I think. they, From what I understand, they get pretty good crowds, so I'm excited about that. And then, you know, I don't know what the rain and the snow did to the the grounds over there. I don't know if it slowed things down for them in the construction process of Love's Field. But you realize we're, we're only a couple of weeks away, Josh, from the home opener. I mean, I know that sounds wild whenever I look at the calendar and I see that it's February 12th, but it's getting here. We got Lake Charles, Palm Springs, Love's Field. That's awesome. All right, um, big story number three. Number three. Josh, there seemed to be a lot of NFL buzz around the Super Bowl. So I just wanted to hit a couple of the interesting storylines that will develop. Seems like there's more and more buzz that the Bears are just going to take Caleb Williams. Good that's going to probably change a thousand times between now and later. But I, Adam Schefter was on his stuff, man. He was on his stuff. I, I was I watched a lot of ESPN yesterday on the on the countdown show. They were talking about what Washington might do at two and how it's not necessarily crazy to think that they might trade back. They might look at it as as a situation to where, hey, we moved up about a decade ago to get RG3, and while he had a great rookie season, it didn't pan out. Maybe they'll try their luck a little bit later if they're not sold on May or, um, who am I thinking, Uh, Jalen Daniels. But Schefter completely and totally threw water on them moving up to number one. He said it's not going to happen. So... It'll take a house, but I bet there's going to be some teams trying to make a gargantuan jump in the first round of this draft, Josh. I really do. I think the Vikings, I think the Raiders are teams to keep an eye on that feel like they get a good quarterback in there, they're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And if there's some way somehow you can twist the arm to get to number one and get Caleb Williams, those couple of franchises, I I think you do it. But uh, for Chicago on their behalf, Justin Fields – we think is good, right? Is mm-hmm. he that generational talent? I don't think so. So he, uh, with that in with that in mind, I just don't know that you can risk not taking Caleb Williams and then looking back and saying, how, how did we do this again? How did we pass on another guy like this? And I would also add to it that the Bears know what they have. So the, uh, the the offers that were being thrown out there, you know, three firsts, I think that's the only, that's the most amount of first-round picks you can trade anyway, and like three seconds in there too. You're basically mortgaging your next two years on guaranteeing that you can get up there. Uh, and also, this, this was kind of interesting just because it's a name that we hear a lot in college defensive coordinator conversations. Jim Leonard moving to the NFL. He's going to join the Broncos staff as a secondary coach. I kind of found that to be a little bit surprising. I mm-hmm. thought he was going to be a D.C. somewhere. It's a good hire, um, really good hire. Oh, and then uh, Schefter also, speaking of being on his stuff, uh, the, the 49ers didn't study Patrick Mahomes leading into that draft because they, they thought they were going to sign Kyle Cousins, or uh, Kurt Cousins, and, and Kyle Shanahan like, didn't really even scout the quarterback class, and then they ended up getting Jimmy G instead. And now so they've I, lost I won- to him twice. 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 I mean, that's what. That's what's going to happen with San Francisco? 
I mean, run it back, right? Can I mean, they win it all? I mean, they oh, in overtime, right? But but here's what's crazy about it. Shanahan publicly defends Purdy like crazy, but then all you hear is about him trying to talk guys out of retirement over the last few years. Oh, I th- I think they're going to make a move and get a different quarterback. I kind of do too. I think this is like a Jared Goff era. And that's Brock Purdy might end up being a great quarterback, and he might know this system. And let me tell you something: they didn't lose that game because of him. But I, but he didn't win. It I for wonder him either. If no, he didn't. And there was some there was some meat on those bones on a few of those passes that he missed. Uh, more on that coming up in big story number two. Number two. Listen, man, we're the home of Sooner fans. We're the home of Sooner fans. That's why OU Hoops goes number one. But here's what it sounded like on the Chiefs radio network. 13 seconds to go in the overtime, 22-19 to 19, San Francisco. McKinnon is in at running back, first down and goal to go. Play action fake, right side throw, touchdown! Kansas City, McCall Hardman, McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side. A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game, 25-22. And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class because for the first time in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs champions of Super Bowl 58 on the heels of Super Bowl 57. The Chiefs do it in overtime. <laughs> oh, man. The hug at the end's hilarious. Yeah, you can hear the, the microphone get hit. Jostling. At that moment, what is it like in the Helmer living room? That's what I want. Oh, dude, it was pandemonium. Utter chaos. Oh, it's... I, Jumping into the arms, uh, cousin running over. You about knocked me over. It was loud. Yeah, it was. It was great. I, I'm. I'm like, like still a little bit like no flags, no flags. And it's sure enough, no flags. <laughs> we'll talk more about it coming up after the break. But let me get big story number one in here. Number one. Number one. Number one. A full sweep of the weekend for OU basketball. First. The tributes looked awesome to Toby. The sing-along, so cool, man. What a great showing from Sooner Nation. Uh, and then in the end, Porter Moser's crew found the way. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, down the stretch, you know, we, we, we have that philosophy of fouling, and he just took off when you couldn't catch him. And then when he got inside at three, you know, that, you know we knew a three beat us. And uh, Waldo made a nice poke and just got it and uh, got a big stop. And uh, so... You know, I think, you know, Javion at the end of the game, those free throws, he's just, it's its really, a, you know, doing good. Because we left a lot of points on the board with our free throws. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we had to go to switching one through five a handful in the last four or five minutes, you know. And uh, so that was that was part of, of it, too. Have you, um, have you, is, is it Bull Durham or is, no, it's the natural. I get my baseball movies confused. Where they have, like, the. Sports psychologist come in and talk to the guys, and Roy Hobbs gets up and walks out. Roy, get back in here. I wonder if that's what Oklahoma needs for their free throw shooting right now. Do they need to find that guy and have him come come talk to the team to try to get him back on track here? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Whatever you got to do. I like this from Porter, uh, too. Here, let me, let me get it queued up. And just talking about... <laughs> 
And talking about kind of the, the extra spark this team seemed to get late. So I, th- I thought our guys, it kept our guys believing through adversity, you know, because there was some adversity. I mean, you, you can't plan. There's nothing I can do to plan that Sam Godwin would fall out from the bench. You know, there, there's, there's, I mean, there's, I, I've been doing this 33 years. I don't think I sat there before the game. If Sam falls out from the bench, this is what I'm going to do. So that, that just, it's just crazy. So, but I think the, 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 the atmosphere kept our guys believing, kept our guys in there. And I, I, the emotion of the students, um, man, when I went over by the students, I mean, I, I felt like a, you know, one of those old Gumby dolls. I was just getting pulled. I mean, I, I think that was cool. They were emotional. I mean, you could just feel the emotion with it when you when we walked down by the student section after the game. There's a lot of people, Barry, that don't really know the Gumby Dow reference. I mean, there's a lot of the younger people in this room just said, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> what did he say? I got the Gumby doll reference, Coach. He said he was being pulled around like a Gumby doll whenever he went over to the to the student section. I get it, Coach. Now, is it regular Gumby or is it Saturday Night Live Gumby? Because I think Saturday Night Live Gumby starring Eddie Murphy was my personal favorite Gumby. All right, let's uh, let's get an update on women's hoops. When we come back, big win on the road for Jenny Baranchek's crew. More softball if you guys want to get into it. We'll have our final dig through the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. But some moments post-game from the Super Bowl after the Chiefs did it again. It's the Plank Show on the road at Newcastle Casino right here on the ref. I have a problem, Josh, and maybe you can help. Maybe this is maybe this is a sign of my age. So I don't like to talk on the phone. In fact, I despise talking on the phone. But then when I text, I feel like it's not personal enough. And then I feel like I give way too much information. Is this just a me problem or is this an olds problem? Because if you call me, I'm like, oh, and I'm not going to lie to you. But Drew, if you're listening, I've just purely been in Hades every single time you've called me. But literally, I do not, I don't want to talk on the phone. Never been my thing. But then I, like when I'm texting, I'm like, why why are you saying all this? Just pick up the phone and call. (laughs) Just pick up the phone, baby, and call. You're not a phone call guy. I've just written a page here. I've just written a page here, and I'm like, you don't need to tell them all that. Yeah, so it, then it I'm is going back easier through. to just call and, and touch all, all bases right there. But then I also know that this person I'm texting right now doesn't like calls either. and Sometimes you just both got to accept that it's going to be faster and rip the Band-Aid off. All right, hold on. Found out about this. Right there. I'm trying to call off a shift, okay? I just want to tell you. I, I got a little bit carried away in my... And I'll take that one, and I'll take that one, and I'll take that one. Yeah, never mind. Is like, it, it, never mind. If it's that, then maybe just text. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so maybe you don't want to have a phone call. Hey, I told you I could work that show. I am not working that show. Hey, uh, by the to, way. Thanks for using me. <laughs> oh, how did, uh, how did it right, go last uh, night? Um, it was better it's a very hard show to do. Yeah, because you can't when do play-by-play all- play and you're right. watching and well, in different and, and, increments, right? And and technically, Josh, like I can't sit there and go eight eighteen to go in the game, third down, line jump. But, but you basically can. I mean, right? Exactly. Like, nobody's I mean, really policing that. 
my, my favorite thing, Arnie is so afraid of that. So we're on during the Super Bowl on, on Sundays. We've done it for like a decade now. It's kind of become our thing. And Arnie said, because he's always freaking out about it, right, in the first couple of years. He's like, ah, you gotta be careful. He'll, he'll text me. He's like, be careful with it. I'm like, dude, it's the, the Super Bowl. I, they're more worried about watch parties than they are a guy that might say, oh, he threw a touchdown pass. Like, I'm not sitting there doing play-by-play. And then he told me that one year a boss came and ripped him for doing something like it on his night show. And so he's been scared to do it ever since. Like, so he's like, you can't do that. The FCC will shut us down. You're doing play-by-play of a game. Of course, knowing Arnie, he probably was doing just straight blatant play-by-play of the game. The FCC, baby. They're going to shut us down. But it's very cool. There's a lot of stats. I, I found a way to be a little bit ahead of Arnie, which made my viewing experience less than pleasant, but the show was probably better for it. We were having some signal issues, too, man. That We got a, we got. I don't know how much rain you got. We got a lot of rain, man. A lot of rain. Boy, that's stressful. So, oh, dude. That was like do you find that you enjoy it now, or do you miss here. getting to just sit back and watch the Super Bowl? Um, I enjoy it. I look forward to it. Um, now, if I were just sitting back and watching the Super Bowl, it'd be great. Mike, I, I'd be careful. My kids watched the Nickelodeon version and really liked it. If uh, like They really the Nickelodeon version. If the Raiders were in the game, you wouldn't do the ship though. I would not do that show. I would not do that show. I would I would and I would not watch it with anyone. I'd watch it by myself. Uh, you know what I might do? I might drive I might fly home. I, if the Raiders made the Super Bowl, I'd probably go watch it with my dad. Not that that, that my dad's a Raiders fan <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, that man would probably make the game a little bit more hellish on me, but just, you know, probably would want to watch because my dad knows my pain and misery but josh i got plenty of time I, I got plenty of time to save up for that flight because i don't think 15 of the chiefs are going anywhere um you want to get a couple of quick texts in here let's do just that all right um i promise some highlights we'll get some post game sound if you guys still care about that the uh 580 maybe the 49ers should look into their training staff how many non-contact injuries did they have last night yeah that was rough man You just hate that. Um, Do you know what they – I've never seen an injury like Greenlaw's. Never. Just jumping – going to take the field? And it just gave gave way, man. And you could see it. You could see it, and it's kind of like when Durant had his Achilles. And that's a major part of what they did. Hey, okay, clarify this for me. On the botched punt, did it hit the dude's foot? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes, it, it absolutely did. And so that's okay. why he had to try to go field it and uh, he, couldn't, couldn't corral it. Like I was, my setup was absolutely atrocious last night. And I mean that in the most um, first world problem kind of a way. <laughs> because all of my feeds were significantly lagged. <laughs> And I don't know if there's ever anything that we're going to be able to do about that. But because I was watching on an app, but I saw the Twitter outrage. Why did you jump on that? Why did you jump on that? Why did you jump on that? So we're talking about it. What, what a terrible play. And then I see like the replay for the 86,000th time without being able to listen to the game. And like, oh, that hit yes. old boy's leg. Yep. Hit the, hit the uh, blocker in front of him. So he had to field it. If that, that doesn't happen, I, I don't. Uh, I don't think Kansas City wins the Super Bowl, man. Which hey, um, you got to get fortunate sometimes, and and they obviously did. And then they they made the most of it and immediate touchdown. You um, 
you hate that for Braden Willis because the hold came at the worst possible time, and it literally is like the camera was just drawn to him. And I don't even know if it was a hold. I don't know if he grabbed it, grabbed the jersey or not, but that, that sucked. I, Creed was having some struggles with snaps. Yeah, he's got to get that figured out. The, the low snap has been a lingering issue, and it had almost lost Kansas City to the Super Bowl. Mahomes almost uh, couldn't get to the one. That's true. Uh, Sioux City Sooner. Next time, play a drinking game with how many times Romo says, wow, Jim, and why does he sound like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo? That's from Sioux City Sooner. <laughs> Shaggy and Romo? Do people still get our Scooby-Doo references, Sioux City? Maybe not. Uh, and then this is this might need the uh, commercial break to think about before we dive back into some softball texts. Joe in Tulsa writes, we all talk about teams that passed on someone and they turned out to be stars or took someone and they turned out to be a flop. Does Brady have even near the career he had if the Jets would have picked him or the Redskins? I don't think so. Belichick had a big role in his football development and IQ. What if Mahomes didn't get teamed with Andy Reid and learned for a year behind Alex Smith? What if he went to the Browns and had six head coaches in seven years like Baker? The coaching and organizational development matters. Purdy benefited greatly with Shanahan. And with all of those weapons around him. And you just don't know where you're going to find that connection. You can scout it all you want, but money can change people and – Maybe that motivation shifts, right, when you're getting paid a little bit more. I don't know. Tom Brady. It's, just, it's hard to find that combination. Tom Brady might not have been Tom Brady if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt. Do you realize how many flags would have been thrown on that hit on Drew Bledsoe by Brian Cox? <laughs> Today? I mean, every time they, sh- every time they show that highlight, I- there's a part of me that's like, is this even the same game? What are they? <laughs> yeah, you, you used to what be you could hit the quarterback. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. Nope, nope, not so much. All right, uh, we got more texts to go to wrap the show up, uh, reacting to the Super Bowl, reacting to the weekend that was. (laughs) Realtor Chris maybe split the difference and send a voice text. Uh, Okay. I don't don't like voice memos. I don't either because then they can go away, right? Right. If you're going to send me a voice memo, call me, right? I mean, I won't answer. But I'm not going to listen to your voice memo probably either. I just, I guess what I'm pointing at, Josh, is I like texts unless I don't. And it usually is only when it affects me. I'll be, I'm selfish about this. There's about five people I answer the phone for. You're one of them. You're in that mix. And I try not to call, uh, but on a very, very rare occasion. <laughs> I think the, the, old, the last phone call we even had was like a, hey, you're off the air. <laughs> yeah, it's a good probably. idea, Realtor Chris. It's a good idea, but I just I, I can't do the voice text. I can't do it. All right, uh, back to what matters, the Super Bowl, the Sooner wins over the weekend. Uh, a little bit more softball after the break. It's the Plank Show, live from Newcastle Casino on the Raft. Final hour of the Plank Show. We are back, and it's presented by Mop and Roofing and Construction. Mop and Roofing, they got you covered, Oklahoma. Give Bob Moppin and his team a call, 405 405- 703-3843, Mop and Roofing, a full-service company, family-owned and operated with over 35 years of experience. To the phone lines we go, True Sooner dialing up the Plank Show on that uh, Riverwind Casino jackpot line. What's up, True? Good morning. How's it going, guys? Good, man. 
I'm happy for you, Josh. I'm not. I'm not happy at all. But I'm happy for you. I. I you know what? Yeah. I appreciate. It. I understand. I, I lived I mean, in Denver a uh, Super Bowl or two, so. And I was I was happy that? for Denver friends, but obviously not thrilled to see Denver win it. Why don't you dig that, that that knife in just a little bit deeper by raising that trophy up at Allegiant Stadium? That's wonderful. Oh, and and how about John Elway being out there too and having to present it to him? Oh my God, that was gorgeous. <laughs> just hey, beautiful. Real quick. So, Chris, did you talk about you? And and I, I can hang up after this. But did you, did you you mentioned something about some crazy two crazy Washington fans at the softball game. Well, like there were more than way. two. Okay, I'd like to hear your stuff on that, but. I was going to tell you, these, these people, you were talking about the social media aspect on it. Don't go mm-hmm. on social media, which I agree with you, because it makes you look bad. You know, those things tend to, they tend to even themselves out. And, and you know, the, the obstruction uh, call, you know, I didn't feel like it was. And it, then, it, obviously, they got the two runs after that, Washington did. Um, but, I mean, I felt like the girl for uh, Washington was safe at home later on in the game when they called her out. So those things, those things kind of even themselves out. You know what I mean? So the people that go on there and act like idiots on there, I mean, they don't hate Oklahoma. It's not anything against Oklahoma. It's just those things tend to even themselves out, and I couldn't agree with you more on that. But I'd love to hear your stuff on the Washington. Yeah, well, I mean, just this is saying thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I – Yeah, man. I, I don't – I don't – think anything is accomplished there's two guys still fighting in my mentions josh <laughs> just going and, back and, and i think forth. i mean i mean they're just going back and forth i i, I don't know how to it, it was one of those where <laughs> where as i'm as i'm reading this i'm like how, how do i how do i get out of this i don't want to block them they're not saying anything bad about me but one one guy had said hey pretty fortunate to get our mate he might have even said we were lucky and then of course well you just can't say that without someone having retaliation and then there's a lot of name-calling that's going on. In fact, there's some combinations of words that I didn't know were allowed uh, in, in this Twitter fight that's currently going on between a couple. Oh, you saw, by the way, fans of the same team. Fans of the same team, Josh. At least I think. But, yeah, you're not going to get anything accomplished by fighting over the uh, umpiring online. Yeah, I'll just say this. Um I love, love calling a game in the stands. When I'm around my people, (laughs) when I'm around Sooner fans, when you're not, I mean, you're basically, I mean, you're, you're fair game and you're having to do your job. And there's, there's people that are very, very passionate and don't like to hear whenever good things happen to the opponents. And there's just a couple guys in front of us. My buddy Robbie DeRossett actually texted me and said, it sounds like things are getting chippy in the stands. I turned down my crowd mic, Josh. I li- and, and I want to make this very clear. It wasn't like OU fans. These two Washington fans, they weren't cheering for the game. They were like cheering at our guys and, and gals, our family members. <laughs> I was like, what are we even doing right now? Sometimes like, that uh, conversation in the stands can make you a little uncomfortable, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, these two dudes were, and I don't think they were anyone's family member, but it was also my fault because I did make a big mistake. I was I was set up away from them, and then I moved over to another side where I was, and I didn't think anything of them. Like as soon as, I, and I'm not gonna lie, when I saw those two guys, I was like, "Yeah, they're not gonna be a problem." And then immediately when they started doing the starting lineups, 
and they jumped up and started cheering. I mean, right away, Josh, I, I thought to myself, this is for a problem. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, uh, this, somebody says be nice. they need to show you how to leave a Twitter conversation. That way you don't block people, but uh, it should get it out of your mentions, I guess. I don't want them. I don't want them even knowing that I'm paying attention to it. If that makes any, I don't want them to even know that I'm in here. Well, that uh, that that can be problematic. Yeah. Right. See, so I'm just like in a, I'm in a position where I just don't. I'm just gonna ride it out. It seems like it's minimized here today, so that's that's good. One final thought: I have no problem with fans chirping. Do it. I think one of my favorite gifts ever is the one Dodger fan, and there's a Padre fan that's high-fiving his buddy, and he turns right down and, and flips him off in his face. I mean, come on. That's funny. But whenever it's – It's funny until you get socked in the mouth. That's true. Dodger fans don't seem to take that too well. But when it's just like – it's like you're cheering to try to start a fight. <laughs> you're – you're, you're cheering because you want to throw hands. That's what I felt like. I was like, oh, my God. Like the South Park episode. Yes. Oh, you want to go? I thought this was America. No. It's a great so, Randy Marsh. Peak Randy. We avoided it. I didn't do I didn't. I just want to make this very clear, Josie, Toby Rowland, Kelly Collier. I didn't interact with these gentlemen. I didn't say anything to them. Uh, but. They they were not happy with the excitement that your boy had whenever something good happened for OU. Uh, it's your job. I know. Meanwhile, the whole time, it's I, I didn't even, sometimes, like if I see, because in Stillwater, in Oklahoma State, they put you in the stands, right, which is fine, like I said. But you'll know when someone's like, hey, listen, I'm sorry that you know, I'm the OU radio guy, so we're losing our mind. I think, um, I think Kelly that calls in the show actually came over there and sat – uh, bias last year because it was like these three OSU fans that I'm like, listen, I'm, this is where they put me. I'm sorry. So at least we had that little friendship going there. Josh, that was not going to be something that could have happened on Saturday night. There is never even there was never even a moment where I felt like you'd be like, hey guys, just heads up on the on the OU radio guy. I'm afraid that if I would have said, hey guys, heads up, it would have been I would have got excuse me, what'd you say to us? So I didn't even want to risk it. No, you can't. Oh, you radio guy stomped to death by Washington couple for calling home run ball in the middle of the fifth inning or whatever. I just, I, I could read the headlines. In Mexico. Terrible. In Mexico. <laughs> Can, poor Joe C would have to be, well, it, you know, he gets a little bit over enthusiastic, and I guess whenever he fist pumped a little bit, he punched the guy in the back of the head, so. He got curb stomped. It's okay. It won't happen again. He alleges it was incidental. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, True, for bringing it up. But for the most part, I will say this. Both those teams brought it. Both those teams brought it. And that was as wild of an opening weekend series game I can remember. Let's put a wrap on this edition of the Plank Show from Newcastle Casino with some final thoughts brought to you by Primrose Funeral Service next. Primrose Funeral Service every single day brings you our final thoughts, and they want to remind you that thinking about the end is never easy, right? No one wants to think about their own mortality. But imagine the pain and suffering that can be alleviated for your family members and those who will be most affected by your passing by pre-planning your memorial. Uh, it's It's a fascinating way to help plan and make sure that the financial 
challenges of having a memorial services are met and not a burden to your family during their time of grieving. PrimroseFuneralService.com or pick up the phone and give them a call at 405-321-6000. Josh, I could talk all day about this softball team from this weekend. 5808 writes, Washington is the Colin Coward capital of the world. So, yeah, that's been a that's been a theme, by the way, of uh, in the world. Ta- Mark and Tonkawa had a bad take, and uh, well, I don't think we want to talk about when you're the uh, capital of the world in 5808. I, Sioux City is the meth capital of the world. Romo did fine, so that's for you, Sioux City suitor. And then Zach from the 405 writes, "Don't forget to clarify that iguanas are in fact a lizard." But we were able to talk about that a bit on Friday, right? We did, because, yes. Okay. I've seen a fox on the field in the middle of a game. I've seen several dogs this uh, at this event. Didn't this weekend. But an iguana running across the uh, dirt was definitely something I did not have. It was a first. It was a first. Congratulations. How exciting. Congratulations to you. So what are you going to do now, champ? Jump online and buy a bunch of gear? Start panicking about the salary cap situation like I would? Feels like a good time to buy a Rasheed Rice jersey. (laughs) Dude, I I mean, this team was even fighting in the Super Bowl down to the last minute. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I only get one thing. I only get one thing out of the season. We were the last team to beat the Chiefs. That's right. That's all I got. With uh, without uh, basically completing a pass in the second half. With Aiden O'Connell, that's a good point. All right, um, Chief fans, enjoy. Congratulations to James Winchester, Wanya Morris, Creed Humphrey, and who am I leaving out? Blake, Blake Bell, Bell, the goat. Yep. On the Super Bowl rings. Uh, you guys enjoy Steel Man and Thune at noon. Teddy's coming up live from here at Newcastle Casino this afternoon at 3. We'll talk to you in studio tomorrow right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.